Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Hope you are all keeping well out there. And uh, yeah, the title of this week's episode, it's not clickbait, it's a reality. Yeah, we have quite an exciting podcast for you this week and a huge guest to bring you. I'm very excited for this week's episode. We've been talking about, of course, all night last night on Fuse. We were talking all about the exciting episode. And uh, yeah, the title kind of gives it away. We're going to be chatting. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it, okay? So I, I don't worry. I completely forgive you if at this point that you decide to fast forward and get to the topic of the week, okay? But please do stick around. We've got a lot of news and views and stuff from throughout the piping world to get through. So um, yeah, go ahead and listen to topic of the week if that's your want, uh, but I would urge you to kind of rewind and then get through the news and stuff and updates and that for this week, because I know people do it, I know it, I know it, but hey, this week's podcast, really quite exciting with a huge guest and absolutely an honour to bring him to the show and we'll get into all of that. But first of all, let's get our introductions, shall we? Yeah, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. And yes, like I said, this week, we've got quite a lot of news and updates to get through, as well as a an incredible topic of the week. So, yeah, really looking forward to this week's pod. So, yes, let's get into it, shall we? Now, I have to say, our ongoing promotion at the moment, I know it's a bit shameless and we mention it every week, but, yeah, I do know a good lot of you are actually doing a lot of Christmas shopping and stuff at the moment, and I know a good lot of you people out there are making full use of this. So, thank you, first of all. It's great to know that people are able to save money just by listening to the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, if you do want to pick up a copy of Finding Bagpipe, Bagpipe Freedom, I could just about talk tonight, then please do... <laughs> Please do use our promo code BIGRAB and you'll get $6 off at the checkout. So, yes, if you do want to get a copy of Andrew Douglas and Camille Late's brand new Big Rab Show award-winning book, then, yeah, use our promo code BIGRAB when you get to the checkout and you'll get $6 off just by listening to the pod. So, yes, I wanted to get that out of the way because I know a lot of you have been taking advantage of that. So, yes, fantastic. Keep it going. It's so good to know that people can save money just by listening. You know, it's fantastic. Why not? Now, we always like to kick off each show with some listener mail, and this week, unfortunately, we don't have any listener mail. Um, again, our inbox is filled with the admin of the show, I suppose, the usual kind of emails and organising and goings-on behind the scenes. So, yeah, we got very little in the way of actual listener mail this week, so... Uh, I don't know, one of those things you can send in. Of course, after this week's episode, I dare say we will generate some mail from this week's show. Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. 
Yes. Now, I have actually, well, got a couple of emails actually recommending an episode of the Pod Band Pipecast that dropped uh, this week, uh, which was really quite interesting, if I'm honest. I did actually watch it. It's a video podcast, not just an audio one, so you can actually go and watch it on YouTube, where they got a qualified physiotherapist to talk about posture and everything when you're holding your instrument and playing it. It was interesting. It was interesting. So shout out to the Pod Band Pipecast, the premier pipe band podcast, which is still not easy to say. But there you go. So yes, shout out to those guys and thank you to those people who sent me that link. Uh, yes, I did have a watch at it. It was quite entertaining. There you are. Okay, let's get into the show, shall we? We have our usual feature at this point. <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Excitement. Yes, indeed. I honestly think this is quite uh, an apt word for this week. There seems to be an active excitement in the piping scene at the moment, where everyone now is kind of getting to the realization that we may have the reality where we can hit the grass and start playing again. We're starting to see a lot of movement from various bands around the world, not just here in the UK, but for fundraising efforts, for recruitment efforts, and we're seeing a lot of bands heading back to practice in the hope that we can get back on the grass again. It seems to be quite an amazing time to be involved in the piping scene, and uh, yeah, excitement is our word of the week for good reason. Of course, we have the Glymphitic Championship this weekend, and I, I am stupidly excited about that. I'm sure people who listen to last night's Fuse FM show are absolutely sick of hearing me talking about it. Because that's probably all I talked about last night on Fuse. Uh, but yes, those of you who are on Patreon, of course, you'll get to listen to our Fuse FM Bottom Money show if you did happen to miss it live last night. Um, so yeah, that's one of the special perks. If you do want to be part of the Patreon faithful, yep, go and check us out on Patreon. You can listen back to previous episodes of us on Fuse. And uh, yeah, we talk all about the excitement for the upcoming Glenfiddich event. So we'll talk more about that, of course, with our upcoming guest. Uh, very, very exciting to be part of the piping scene at the moment. And uh, you'll see why as we get through the news and updates. So there you go. That's this week's Word of the Week. Excitement. Alrighty. Let's get on to our next uh, point on the show, which is making a very, very welcome return, I have to say. It's been a while since we've been able to do this, uh, but yes, Weekly Drone is back, baby! Yeah, we've been telling you guys to go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone and letting us have it. Yes, give us your complaints, your comments, your questions, all of it. If you want to do it anonymously, that's where you do it. Do it. It's over there, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. That's where you go. And we have one this week, apparently. So, Aaron, what's this week's Weekly Drone, mate? The Weekly Drone. More Spotify playlists by Joe Brady. What a wonderful gift to share with all of us. Joe Brady. A whole playlist of Rab's top fives. And what a treat it's been to listen to all day. I would subscribe to a whole series of these playlists from different who's who in the piping and drumming world. 
Jack Lee's top five, Bruce Gandy's top five, the guys from Chanterant's top five. Maybe there's a market for a subscription service here. Anyhow, keep your stick on the ice and keep some air in those pipes, Rob. And thanks for a great show as always. The Weekly Drone. There you are. Short and sweet, I dare say. But thank you very much, Weekly Droner. I appreciate it. And yes, for those of you who do use Spotify, and I do know there's a good number of you who listen to the show use Spotify, shout out to Joe Brady, who did create a playlist of... uh, We did a podcast a long time ago uh, talking about my top five pipe band recordings, which is so difficult to put together, but hey... It was around the time that I was doing hashtag lists, and that was one of them uh, where I listed my top five pipe band recordings. I still stand by it. They are still my top five favourites. And uh, Joe Brady managed to create an online playlist on Spotify with these, well, five albums. Unfortunately, one of them doesn't actually live on Spotify, so it's more like a top four, I suppose. So if you are interested in listening to what that weekly droner is talking about, just type it in the search engine, Big Rab Top 5, and you'll find it. Uh, but also, this gives me a great excuse to promote our own playlist, because, yes, we kind of thought this would be a great idea, and we've been developing this for quite a while, and it's now up there now on Spotify. So for those of you who are using the Spotify app or anything to listen to the show, uh, of course, the Big Rab Show podcast is up there on Spotify, but if you type that into the search engine in Spotify, the Big Rab Show, you'll now find our new playlist. Now, we're developing the playlist on an ongoing basis. Uh, It did start out where we had about 24 hours worth of music, so you could listen to music that we would normally play on the Big Rab Show on Fuse, and it would keep you going for an entire day, 24 hours worth. Well, yeah, like I said, we're continuing to develop it. And as we're finding tunes and artists and bands that we would feature on the show and that we have played before, well, then we add them to our list. And at the moment, we have 49 hours worth of material, which is ridiculous. (laughs) So we have 49 hours worth of music up there now on Spotify in a Big Rab Show playlist. So if you do use Spotify, definitely consider going and having a look at that. Like I said, 49 hours of stuff. Like you have St. Lawrence, Simon Fraser, Phil Marshall, Scottish Power, 78th, Hiram Fraser's. You have all the world's recordings. You have Treacherous Orchestra, Can, Horo, Manran, Trail West, Tret, Rora. Come on, there's, just, there's so many bands on here. It'd be ridiculous. Like I said, <laughs> over 40 plus hours. 49 hours. It's almost 50 hours. Uh, but I dare say this weekend, once we get to spend a bit more time on it, it'll be over the 50 hour mark. So... There you are. By way of a shameless plug, thank you so much to our weekly droner. It's good to know that you appreciate it. And uh, I think, is that a a nice hockey reference? Keep your stick on the ice. I'm not familiar with that, but uh, hey, there you go. I'll do that. Yes. (laughs) So there you go. A shameless plug then for our Spotify playlist. We have been developing it over the last uh, number of weeks and months. Uh, So go and check that out. It's up there now on Spotify. And uh, yeah, tons of great music up there. But yes, indeed, I completely agree. Shout out to Joe Brady for putting that together for us way back in the day. Uh, Yeah, very enjoyable playlist. If you haven't checked it out, by the way, go and have a look at it. Yep. I still stand by my top five list, by the way. Yep. There you go. Hasn't changed at all. Anyway, let's move on, shall we, to the news and updates. I'm sure you guys are sick of Weekly Drone and all that kind of stuff. Let's get into the show, shall we? Now, like I said, 
by way of another shameless plug, if you do want to send in your own weekly drone, you know where to go. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. And as you've just heard there, there's no identifying factors. There's no names, no email addresses, nothing like that. So, yeah, you can tell us all, I suppose, <laughs> completely risk-free. You know, there you are. That's where you go. Alrighty, the news. Alright, I'm going to start off with an announcement from the City of Brechin Pipe Bands, who are currently competing in Grade 4B. They have, uh, yeah, we have, they're looking drummers. And this is a little bit concerning because they're looking tenor drummers, experienced snare drummers, but they're also looking for a lead tipper. Now, considering we're now into the end of October, start of November time, this is a little bit worrying because, as you guys know, we're building towards 2022. So, if you would like to fill the ranks there or even take up the role of responsibility at Brecht and Pipe Band, they would love to hear from you. They can contact them on their social media, but, of course, just search for them, Brecht and Pipe Band, and have a website as well. Now, I'll be honest... I had to Google where Brechin was. I am really not sure where it was. But if my Googling skills are correct, it's kind of smack bang between Dundee and Aberdeen. There you are. So if you are in that area and you are interested, then why not? Yeah, but I do know there's quite a number of other bands in the area as well that I'm sure would be uh, interested in receiving players as well. Of course, we have Cooper Angus from around there. We have Port Lathan as well. There's a lot of great bands around there. So, yeah, there you are. So, a shout out to the city of Brechin. Not to take away from your advertisement, of course. But, yes, there's a good number of bands out there that are currently recruiting at the moment. So, yeah, there you are. If you are interested, contact the band. All right. Moving on to our next news story. Of course, the big news story dropped this past week about our own RSPBA headquarters talking about band fees. Now, I did kind of glance over this in last week's pod, possibly, or I even talked about it on Fuse last night, but it seems to be I've been talking about it since the news dropped. Now, what is the news exactly? Well, our RSPBA are offering bands up to a 50% rebate on their 2022 member renewal fees. This is quite interesting, and as it breaks down, some bands get a discount, some a little bit less, but you know, some more, and it's, I think it balances out overall. For those of you who are interested, like I've said before, go and visit the RSPBA website. The full details up there now of what your band can expect to pay for this incoming season is all listed up there. Now, this is kind of a huge positive step by our own RSPBA, I think. Because of uh, news in recent years, uh, since the pandemic has been kicked in, the, the RSPBA has come under criticism for charging bands full fees throughout the pandemic without actually running any games or competitions for that matter. And yeah, we're so glad to see this actually coming across now that they're going to try and take steps to try and help bands as much as possible. Now, we do know that some branches here in the UK have waived the fees altogether, and the branches are actually going to help bands and possibly pay the fees for them in some cases. Uh, so, as far as I understand, check with your own local branch, but I have to say this overall ruling by the RSPBA is quite a positive one, offering bands this discount for this incoming season because they do realise they do realise that it's been a difficult time for bands. So, honestly, this is long awaited and such positive news and uh, we do understand that the RSPBA need to have finances. They need money in the bank to be able to sustain themselves and obviously pay people's wages from the administration standpoint. So, it makes perfect sense. Uh, but, yeah, it also makes perfect sense for them to reduce fees for this incoming year. 
in the hope to try and let bands back on the grass again. Because, yeah, otherwise a lot of bands financially would be really struggling to pay their fees. Never mind field a band on the grass. So such positive news, honestly, from the RSPBA. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of this. So for more information, of course, I'm just paraphrasing for now, but I'm sure everyone is aware of the news by now of this 50% rebate. You have to go onto the website, rspba.org, check your own particular grading of your band, because it depends on what grade you play in, depends on what you have to pay for the incoming season. Now, don't even get me started on arrears. There has been a few bands that haven't paid their fees over this past number of years. That's where it gets complicated, because I believe that there was discussions about, you know, you having to back pay for the previous years that you haven't paid, and then a possible fine, and that was talked about as well. So this 50% rebate may not be completely beneficial to you, but my best advice, go to the RSPBA website, have a look at the listings, and yeah, figure it out, I suppose, with the office. That's possibly the best for you. And also, I have to give a shout-out to the RSPBA, who have also launched their brand-new website as well. Again, if you haven't checked that out, you're really missing a trick because it looks class, actually. I know people expect me to slag it off and say it's terrible, but no, honestly, I think the website itself looks really, really good, and it's yeah, been brought smack-bang up to date. I've had a good chance now to have a good dig around on the site, and honestly, it's easier navigated now than the previous one that was really starting to show its age so definitely go and check out the rspba's brand new website and this story on the 50 percent rebate for membership fees and uh, that's not just for bands here in the uk by the way that's international bands as well so definitely go and have a look at that make sure that if you're planning to compete at all here in the, with an rspba sanctioned event that yeah you check out that information about your fees there you are that's all I'm going to say on that. On a bit of a lighter note, though, I have to say a shout-out to ourselves here on the Big Rab Show. Yes, we had our beer tent event back in August. Do you remember it? Ah, uh, it's like a blissful memory now. Well, our beer tent event is available up there on YouTube and stuff, and you can watch back at the entire thing, all five-plus hours of it, if you do want to. But I have to say, yeah, we finally released the video publicly of the Big Rab Show pipe band. And for those of you who haven't seen it yet, to describe it to you, it's where us here in the Big Rab Show team, we decide to play Lincoln Hilton's tune that you just heard at the start of the show. That's Lincoln Hilton's tune called Big Rab's 200th, and we decided to have a go. And uh, yeah, shout out to Andrew Shilladay who painstakingly put it all together. And uh, yep, I even managed to play Chander on it, even though I'm playing a two-note harmony, it's not a big deal. But uh, yeah, shout out to the Big Rab Show team. Honestly, it was such fun to put together. And if you'd like to see us all playing a tune or two, us and the Big Rab Show team, then go and check that out. It's up on our YouTube channel now. The Big Rab Show Pipe Band. Now, we've been challenged now to play even more tunes and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess. There, there may be more tunes coming from the Big Rab Show Pipe Band, but... Uh, yeah, it suffice to say, we enjoyed putting that one together for the beer tent. It was like a one-off special, uh, but seeing how you guys really seem to enjoy it, we may well revisit it. We don't know. There you go. Well, if anything, talking about the Big Rap Show YouTube channel, for those of you who caught last week's show that we, uh, we chatted to Yori Chisholm, all about the you know the solo event and everything that he runs with BagpipeLessons.com, that full interview now, the complete uncut edition, uh, is now up on our YouTube channel. So, yes, we did manage to cut the interview back for last week's podcast for time purposes more than anything else. So if you do want to catch the full conversation with Yori, then go and check out our YouTube channel. It's up there now. 
Now, I have to say as well that if you are part of the Patreon faithful, you would have already seen that, that interview, that you would have got early access to it, as well as this week's interview as well. That's one of the perks of being part of Patreon, that sometimes you get early access to these things. So, yeah, consider being a patron. You know, there's a lot of good stuff back there that hasn't seen the light of day. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I have to give a huge shout-out this week to Drums and Roses. Drums and Roses! Yeah, they put out quite an exciting announcement. Now, last week we did talk about Whiskey Kiss, who were going to be throwing a gig in the Barrowlands in Glasgow. Now, I have to say, I was excited for, to even see Whiskey Kiss. Now, this was in the 4th of November. We knew all, all about it. We were telling you where to go and grab tickets. Well, now, Drums and Roses said that they're joining them, and along with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Are you serious? So, wow, what a gig. And I think by all accounts, I am hearing rumours that it could possibly be sold out. But go and check the website now for the Barrowlands. And yeah, if you do want to catch Whiskey Kiss, the Red Hot Chili Papers and Drums and Roses, seriously, that'll be a ridiculous gig. I cannot wait for that. I really hope that there'll be photos and stuff and wee video clips and that. So yeah, with a bit of luck, that's going to be one cracking gig. So that's the 4th of November in the Barrowlands. Uh, yeah, that's going to be one heck of a night for sure. Anyway, speaking of one heck of a night and excitement, I suppose, bringing us back to Word of the Week, I have to give a mention then to the Blackthorn Piping Society here in Northern Ireland. I don't know if you guys managed to catch it on our Rab Show social media, but we managed to live stream from the event. Now, we didn't live stream the entire thing, because like any event or concert as such, we don't normally stream the entire thing, uh, because if, yeah, the whole show, if you want to see it, then you have to be there in person, I suppose. Um, but yeah, we did manage to live stream all of the acts, you know, at least one or two sets from each, and um, yeah, quite amazing. I have to say, to be able to hear the instrument played in person is always a pleasure, and to be able to bump into people you haven't seen in months months and months it was just the best so the overall feeling i got from the blackthorn piping society was that it was a roaring success and a massive crowd actually pulled in for this event and it was all completely free and uh yeah just hardcore piping fans turned up to catch some amazing music and shout out to the feature piper by the way sean maloney who put on one heck of a display uh so yeah fantastic music played that night that night so yeah if you are interested go along check out the big rap show on facebook where we did live stream it over there on facebook so definitely worth catching quite a lot of good tunes captured as a result there you are so, the Blackthorn Piping Society is actually back on again uh, in November. Let me just double-check the date here on my calendar. Uh, 17th. Yeah, it's on the 17th of November. So, if you are interested in going to the next one, if you happen to miss the first one, don't worry. You can go and catch the next one, uh, where the feature piper will be Harry Stevenson. Uh, so, this will be again in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre on the 17th at 7pm. Just walk in through the door. Totally free. And, yeah, you get loads of great piping action as a result. Alrighty, moving on to our next news story. Shout out to PipesDrums.com, who every now and again publish an article that's really quite interesting. I'm quite a fan of the website, in case you haven't guessed. Um, (laughs) Throughout the years, I do quote a lot of their articles. Uh, Well, this past week, actually, on October 24th, they published an opinion piece that has, um, has a lot of people scratching their heads. It's an opinion piece on social media, talking about Instagram and Facebook and all of that being a bit of a blight on the world, as well as the piping world, saying that the likes of Instagram and Facebook has people addicted and almost wanting, you know, to have approval 
you know, the constant yearning for approval through social media is seen as a negative. Now, they're likening it to, you know, the tobacco industry back in the 60s where people were saying, you know, you should smoke more, it's good for you. Uh, well, I'm not sure um, but if that comparison stands up. But at the same time, it's quite an interesting article. I do understand what they're getting at here. The Facebook company, of course, you guys know, have come under criticism in the media. Of course, there's all sorts of whistleblowers in that saying that they're damaging humanity and uh, creating hate and all of this. People who are addicted to social media and likes and thumbs ups and all this sort of stuff. And... Um, yeah, I do understand what they're getting at. You know, when pipers and drummers would video themselves, post it on social media, and someone would criticize their playing or, you know, say that their tune's really terrible or why are you filming yourself? You're awful. Us musicians are a sensitive bunch. And whenever we post ourselves online, we are opening ourselves for criticism. And this is what pipes and drums are getting at, you know? That there is an evil side to social media, I guess. And uh, people's mental health really comes into question whenever, uh, you know, a lot of criticism could get flung in a person's direction when they think they're doing something cool and everyone else can light on them. So, And I have seen this in the past, and but I'm not going to name names. But as I say, it has been quite rough on occasion. And hi... You know, the social media world is a world in its own, and us here in the piping scene have latched onto it as a means of communicating with each other, but also as a means of entertaining each other as well. But it's also as a means of ridiculing each other as well. It has its pluses and its negatives. So I would like you to go along to pipesdrums.com, have a look at that opinion piece, and yeah, where's my wee thing? Where's that? Here it is. You could draw your own conclusion. There you go. Go and check it out for yourself. Uh, I can't believe I still have that thing sitting here. How long has that been there? Anyway, <laughs> my draw-your-own-conclusion hooter. There you go. Sorry, headphone users. But yes, quite an interesting article there, uh, delving into the world of social media and the positives and what they believe to be more the negatives of it. And it's quite an interesting debate there. There you are. Alrighty, moving on. I have to give a shout to Upper Crossgar Pipe Bands, who put out an announcement saying that they are starting their uh, tuition program. They're looking for anyone aged 10 plus and are interested in picking up an instrument, be it side drum, tenor drum, bass drum, or a set of pipes for that matter. Yeah, if you are interested in taking up the challenge with Upper Crossgar, their doors are now open to all beginners. And uh, yeah, you can contact them on their social media. Just search for them, Upper Crossgar Pipe Band. Indeed. I have to give a quick mention this week for a quite exciting concert announcement from the Macmillan Pipe Bands. Yep, shout out to Macmillan. They're presenting a concert called Antille. Now, I could be completely pronouncing that wrong and everyone will be laughing their head off right now. So apologies, Macmillan, uh, but it translates to The Return, which is honestly a fantastic title. The event will be held on January 29th and this will be in the Black Rock Centre for the Arts in Germantown, Maryland. Uh, For more information, go to blackrockcenter.org you can get your tickets there and everything and uh yeah whenever you look at the lineup of this it looks like it's going to be one heck of a night we have the mcmillan pipe band themselves are going to be there you have the u.s national fiddle champion sean healy we also have the all-ireland champion uh kevin ellum and you have a bluegrass duo as well called malarkey awesome so for more information like i said go to the website blackrockcenter.org and you can go and grab your tickets there for that mcmillan concert what's not to love Oh, speaking of which, I have to give a shout out to L.A. Scots, by the way. Shout out to L.A. Scots, baby. Woo! Yeah, because uh, yeah, they put up photographs and stuff saying that the band were involved in uh, an event called Scottoberfest. Yeah, 
So shout out to these guys. It looked like you had the best time actually, and the weather looked amazing, and a huge big crowd around you as well. So fantastic to see. And the band, if anything, put it. They were saying that they, yeah, what a feeling. This is the the caption they put on their photos. So what a feeling indeed. It's great to see us back on the grass, guys. There you are. Alrighty, moving on. I have to give a mention to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police Pipe Band. We've actually featured on the show before. They've been, I think, um, at the Belfast Tattoo. I think the International Tattoo. We were chatting to the guys of the RCMP. Uh, well, they put out an announcement uh, recently, actually, saying that they are looking for candidates for a position of pipe sergeant. Yeah, the RCMP Pipe Band in Ottawa are seeking candidates for the position of Pipe Sergeant. And if you are interested, you, again, you can go to rcmppipesanddrums.com, the website, or you can check them out on social media. And, uh, yeah, you can ask them, where do I get the details and how do I apply? Apparently, the selection process will run through all autumn and winter of this year. And hopefully, an announcement will be uh, in place with the new candidate in the job by autumn of 2022 there you are so quite a lengthy process but hopefully one that's well worth well worth it because you could be part of the royal canadian mounted police so if you do want to take advantage of that then go and check their website there you are Alrighty, i have to move on i have to give a very quick shout to a bit of a news story actually that dropped by pipe bands australia apparently there's a brand new signed agreement between the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association and Pipe Bands Australia to see the Terrenial South Pacific Pipe Band Championship, which will be held in conjunction with the two countries, which makes it quite interesting. There's a between, between both of their national pipe band championships. So New Zealand will host the first of the series with the 2023 South Pacific Pipe Band Championship. This is all sorts of interesting. Now, the New Zealand president, Ian Blakely, and the Pipe Bands Australia president, Ainsley Hart, recently signed the agreement. I'm talking within the last week or so. And they're saying that this is a huge agreement between the two organisations and they will work between the two countries, like I just mentioned. So, 2023, like we say, we're heading to New Zealand. But then three years later, we're going to Australia and vice versa. It'll kind of ping pong between the two. So, 2026, Australia. 2029, New Zealand. 2032, Australia. There you go. So you have a road ahead of us then for these brand new South Pacific Championships. Really quite interesting. Looking at the quote actually from Ainsley Hart, the pipe band Australia president, he said, We hope that bands from Australia, New Zealand and across our region, including Malaysia, Hong Kong and Singapore, will consider including these dates in their forward planning and we look forward to these years being truly international contests. Now, wouldn't that be amazing? So there you are. Get those dates into your calendars, folks. Even though there aren't any months and stuff yet, although we have years to work towards. So 2023, we're heading to New Zealand for the South Pacific Pipe Band Championship. That sounds all sorts of interesting. There you are. So if any more uh, news on that develops, of course, we will keep you posted here on The Big Rab Show. But we just wanted to let you know that this agreement has been signed. And 2023, we're heading for the first one. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome stuff. Alrighty, I have to give a mention to the RSPBA Northern Ireland, bringing it back here to home where I am. Um, Yes, we are aware that on Monday of this past week, uh, we had our huge meeting with pipe majors and lead drummers with the branch. And like I said at the time, this was quite an important meeting to get everyone's opinions on the future of piping and drumming here in Northern Ireland. And uh, from what I've heard, now this is only rumour, there's been nothing confirmed, nothing in writing. From what I've heard from the meeting is that it was altogether positive. It was altogether 
a big turnout for a start. There's quite a number of bands involved, possibly more bands that would normally attend a branch meeting. And a lot of them were involved in very deep conversation and possibly finding solutions to, you know, the amount of competitions, how they should run, also how solo events should run. Quite an interesting conversation. And I think the overall feeling I'm getting from chatting to PMs and lead tippers here in Northern Ireland is that it was an altogether positive affair. Everyone walked away satisfied, thinking that their voice was heard. Now, I guess we just have to wait and see now what RSPBA Northern Ireland does with this information. Now they have the opinions. Um, I do believe there's another meeting scheduled ahead of December, and we have yet to hear details on that. But as far as I'm aware, the pipe major and lead tipper uh, meeting with our Northern Ireland branch went incredibly well. And like I said, by all the membership and the bands included, and me here in the Big Rab Show, we see this as a huge positive step by a branch to try and involve the membership in decision making. And uh, yeah, we think it's a fantastic move. And we, yeah, as more news and stuff develops from this meeting, we'll definitely let you guys know. We figured it was worth a mention in this week's show because we did plug the heck out of it last week <laughs> we did tell you to get involved and i'm so glad that a lot of you did there you are Alrighty, now i have to give a mention actually to uh bagpipe.news who've been promoting yeah an hnd in music now this is well, of course we're a bagpiping show so of course it's an hnd in bagpiping music i suppose now we have had guys on the show of course before from the national piping center when they were talking about i think it was the hnc at the time so yeah this is the hnd qualification that you get which is the scottish qualifications authority hnd in music and uh yeah we will hope we've kind of reached out to the folks at the piping center if we can have someone on the show to explain what this is all about now if you are interested you can go along to the national piping center website right now and check out all the details about the hnd but you could also have a look at bagpipe.news have published a bit of an article on it this last last while so it's all very interesting, including details about the SQA and how it all fits in along with various other different qualifications such as the HNC and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of information there to divulge. And, uh, yeah, we have reached out to the National Piping Centre. We hope that we'll have someone on the show to tell us all about it uh, in the coming weeks, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. You know, this there seems to be more and more happening from the educational standpoint from bagpiping here in the UK. And it's brilliant to see people taking advantage of it as well. Getting signed up and getting fully qualified, even to degree level at bagpiping. It's incredible. So, yeah, that's quite an interesting story, that one. So, like I said, go to the National Piping Centre website right now and go and check it out. Full details are up there now about the HND, the Higher National Diploma. And a very, very interesting development there. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, other than that, I have to give a massive shout to Klaus Kelt this week. Klaus Kelt, baby! Yes, shout out to Klaus Kelt, who have put out an announcement this week saying that they are going to be hitting the stage. Now, we did know that Klaus Kelt did have plans to hit the stage. I think it was in 2020. Uh, But, of course, thanks to the old pandemic, everything got cancelled and Klaus Kelt had to pull the plug. But, yes, in recent days, they put out the announcement that Klaus Kelt 2022 is hitting the stage at the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh. This will be on the 26th of March, 2022. And, uh, yeah, the guys themselves, Klaus Kelt, will be obviously one of the big attractions, but also we'll have Matt Boyd Memorial will be there. 
What's not to love about that? We haven't seen them in a while. We also have Grancha Pipe Band as well, so they'll be in action too. So you'll have three pipe bands on stage doing the business, but we're not done. We also have a set of Highland Dancers who'll be putting on a display as well as our incredible Northern Ireland drum majors will be there. So... Guys, go and grab your tickets. Apparently, doors open at 7 and it is strictly ticket only. There's no paying at the door. Tickets are 15 quid and available through the Marketplace Theatre box office. You can go and grab them now. Or you can even check out uh, kloskelt.co.uk and go and grab your tickets for this. Now, I have to say, this is such positive news. After seeing the cancellation of the first event that they had attempted to run, yeah, that was really disappointing and, yeah... It's so good to see them put out this announcement now that Klaus Kelt will be heading to the stage in the Marketplace Theatre. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be front row for this one. I'm so excited for this because it's been a long time since we've heard Klaus Kelp. And uh, yeah, you guys know that they're newly upgraded to Grade 1 and we've yet to hear any music from these guys. Uh, as they're preparing to hit the circle in Grade 1. So I would love to hear what a Grade 1 Klaus Kelt sounds like, that they've been busy, furiously working away, you know? So very excited for this. So there you are, Saturday, 26th of March. Go and check out Klaus Kelt 22 with the Matt Boyd, Grancha, Highland Dancers and Drum Majors. That's going to be all sorts of awesome. There you are. So go and check out the website, klauskelt.co.uk. Speaking of concerts then, I have to give a massive shout and a round of applause... Woo! To the City of Dunedin Pipe Band. You guys, seriously, go and check out the City of Dunedin Pipe Band on their social media. They have uploaded a little video clip of their concert they performed this past weekend. Wow. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Wow. They had Highland dancers. They had backing musicians. The full nine yards. I have to say, the City of Dunedin Pipe Band put on one hell of a show. And it's definitely worth catching. Now, I know it's only one like little video clip that you can see on Facebook. And, you know, it's nothing like actually being there in person. But, you know, yeah, what can we do? We live thousands of miles away. So, yeah, I have to say, shout out to the City of Dunedin. Put on one heck of a show and raised a lot of money for the Firefighter Can- Cancer Foundation. And to everyone who attended on the night, uh, yeah, you guys were, yeah treated to one heck of a show so shout out to the city of dunedin i just wanted to give you a big shout on this week's show well done guys well done now i have to give a shout this week to a good friend of the show and i know he listens to the pod this uh yeah kyle howie go on kyle kyle is an absolute legend and yeah we love kyle's music and his youtube's channel as well we've promoted it quite a few times well as you guys know the month of november is ahead of us and kyle famously always grows in a tash as part of Movember when he raises money for men's cancer charities. So he takes part in that and he uploads a tune a day. And that's what he has planned for this incoming month in November. So if you aren't already subscribed to Kyle Howe on YouTube, then you really should. And even just to, you know, track the progress on his moustache. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Or hey, he might even grow in a full beard and go for Beard of the Year, you know, in the Rab Show Awards. But either way, if you can, go and check out Kyle Howe's uh, YouTube channel. And if you if you can, please do drop him a donation and help him raise some much-needed funds uh, for men's cancer. There you are. Go and check him out. Kyle Howe on YouTube. Just wanted to give him a good plug. There you are. Alrighty. Well, with that in mind, folks, you have waited long enough, I suppose, for me to eventually go and get a cup of tea. Or maybe you've hit fast forward, uh, telling me to go and shut up and you wanted to hear this week's topic of the week. Either way, I'm not going to blame you, because this week's topic of the week is a huge one. 
One of which that I even I had to pinch myself that I was able to bring this to the pod. That's seriously, seriously so cool. So, yeah, I think I'll shut up at this point. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Having launched the Regimental series in March 2019 and the Axial series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers and their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and, yeah, I'm not joking. We're talking to Wally McCallum. (laughs) I know sometimes, you know, I could get accused of possibly clickbaity titles and stuff and that has happened in the past. I'm not going to lie. But seriously, this week we are talking to possibly one of the best pipers in the world. And I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. But, um, yeah, I was absolutely starstruck throughout this interview, so please forgive me. I am a huge fan, and uh, I may have stumbled across my words here and there, uh, because I did have to pinch myself and think to myself, that's Wally McCallum, oh my god. So I was a little starstruck, uh, but I did what I could to get through what is quite an incredible interview. Uh, What you're about to hear uh, was recorded just last week, as Wally was preparing for this upcoming weekend's Glenfiddich Championship. Again, I have to mention... If you haven't got tickets for this weekend's Glenfiddich, then please go now to the National Piping Centre's website and grab your tickets for it. Like I said on previous episodes of the podcast, this event is seen as the pinnacle of solo bagpiping and the entire thing will be live streamed 
on the National Piping Centre's website and will be available seven days after broadcast. We'll get into that, of course, as we get through the interview. But I did want to tell you again, if you haven't got tickets for it, then I don't mind if you hit pause on the podcast right now and go and buy them. But trust me, you're going to need to get tickets for this upcoming weekend's Glymphitic Championship. It's going to be incredible. All right, you've heard it from me. Speaking of incredible, we have quite an incredible interview to bring you. So, yeah, without further ado, let's introduce the man himself. So, welcome to the podcast, Wally McCallum. How are you, sir? Are you well? I'm good, thank you. At the moment, yeah, I'm still trying to dodge the virus, so, so Uh, far, so good. It's had such an effect on the piping scene this last while, you know, it's like, I don't know anyone that it hasn't affected in some ways. I'm sure it's affected yourself too, as you say, trying to avoid it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just being careful, and of course, you know, the the, life in general is completely different than it was Two years ago this time. So, yeah, it's um, it's really affected the piping and drumming world hugely, oh, sure. of course. Yeah, oh, we'll get into all of that. Uh, plus, we have you on this week's show for a very good reason. Of course, this week, as as we all know, is now Glenfiddich week. <laughs> We're building up to one of the biggest solo piping championships in the whole season. And we'll talk to you about that in a wee second or two. But first of all, I want to kind of get some advice from you we had a load of questions from the big rab show team and we want to quiz you uh, for some pearls of wisdom now you've been famously quoted as saying before that you never stop learning and that you've never really mastered the instrument and that you're constantly learning um have you any tips for anyone who is learning how to pipe at the moment you know for anything that they should pay particular attention to i think probably if you look at um Piping at any level, I think the the instrument itself is huge, you know, because um, what you what you play, it doesn't matter what you play in terms of the quality of it, but if you play on a poor instrument, it kind of undoes all the good you've done in your practice. So I think probably when you're really beginning, it's more about the finger work and that kind of stuff. But as you progress on the pipes. Always try, you know, to learn as much as you can about how the instrument works and get it to as good a standard as you can get it. And that's of, of course setting up and blowing and trying trying different reeds and combinations of all sorts of chanters, bags, and everything. That's it. So it comes down to you know that fine edge between perfection is equipment really and making sure that it works correctly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so it is, a, it is the foundation of your performance because someone could play brilliantly mm-hmm. and their instrument really sounds poor and, and someone else comes up and plays something a little easier and maybe not so well, but in a really nice instrument, it, it just sounds so much better. That's it. Tone is king. I think we've said that on the show before. <laughs> Tone is absolute king, yeah. <laughs> so whenever you're striving to get that tone, you know, um, obviously conditions and everything come into it. We've got quite a number of folk who listen to the show from the US and you've traveled around the globe with your plane. Has there been any one moment that you've really struggled with the conditions? Probably um, we're, we're very lucky in the part of the world that we live in. Yeah, both yourself will be the same that the humidity level is, is fairly high and fairly constant. And I say to people, you live in dry parts of the world. Even when it's really dry weather here, it's still pretty wet. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so traveling to places um, in the winter in the US, uh, particularly the dryness is a huge thing. 
and you've got your instrument set up, of course, in humidity of 50, 50 odd percent, maybe, and you go to somewhere where it's 20. It's a huge thing. And, and the, the, the thing that brought it to me um, was the first time I went to Winter Storm in Kansas City, which is a great, great festival. And um, I was due to go on to play in the concert on the Saturday night, and uh, my pipes were just horrible, and the reed was just so horrible because it was so dry. So I ended up um, taking the reed as a last desperate measure, ran it under the tap, the chanter reed, put it back in, let, let the drips come off the reed, blew through it, put it in, and then went on and played, and it was fine because wow. all of a sudden I'd just get some moisture into the blades and, and it started to go a bit better. So that was a bit of a relief. It could have went horribly wrong, but it was... I was an educated guest, you know. There you go. And how have it paid off, then all the better. Yeah. <laughs> but it shows even the difference to, you know, when even performers and bands from the US come here to the UK, they have to adjust to our climate too. So it's really quite interesting and struggle with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm. Now, we've also got a question, as well as being a student of the instrument and constantly learning, uh, you're also quite a prolific teacher. And you've been involved, of course, with many different teaching programs throughout the years. Have you any advice for anyone who's responsible for teaching? I suppose patience would be number one, I would say, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what um, a very good friend of mine, um, uh, the late pipe major John McKenzie. I talked with him on a few few occasions, and uh, the very first summer school I did with him, mm-hmm. and he said something to me which I've I've really kind of tried to to stick to, and he said. Um, it doesn't matter whether the student's going to be one of the one of the, the great players of the future or just someone who's fairly low beginner. He said, um, he says, never send them away with a sorry heart. And um, I thought, you know, that's a really good piece of advice because, you know, people are doing this because they want to learn and because they want to have fun. They don't want to send out, want to walk away feeling bad about themselves. So there's always positives. And I, I think you can be critical, but... But still, you know, encouraging, and I, and I think I try to to, to sort of teach that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not really a shouter in the teaching business, you know. Even <laughs> though sometimes it can be quite frustrating, you know. <laughs> oh, that's I've had my fair share of people who yell at you, and I've even heard the the odd horror story of people getting smacked with chanters and sticks and stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I but I love that idea of like having positive criticism, you know, and encouraging folks. That's fantastic. So you do use yeah. that yourself then, well, in your own teaching. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and and I think it's it's an important thing in the piping world. I also think it's important when people are writing, you know, crits of competitions to be balanced and fair in that way as well because, yeah. again, you know, you get people who are, are doing their best and maybe maybe having a bad day, you know, it's, you know, we all have bad days, so yeah. um, I think, it's, I think it's, 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 it's good to be balanced and fair always. That's it indeed. So can I ask you then, um, we're aware of quite a number of pipers who actually listen to the show and they've asked us for advice about overcoming roadblocks with their playing. Say there's a particular tune that they just can't get and they've been practicing it for weeks. Does um, there any particular roadblocks that you believe are quite common to progress? I think sometimes, um, yeah, we all get frustrated with our technique and stuff like that sometimes. And I think probably it's, you know, that's the major thing usually. Um, so I always say 
say to myself as well as students is like if you have a, a movement or an embellishment that you don't think is working quite right just take it back to basics and play it slowly and evenly and open and uh, that's that's one of the things that, that can can make the tune better of course but with learning tunes I always think it's just about repetition but getting the Getting the tune in your head, so it may it may mean you're walking around the house singing it instead of just playing it, and yeah. and I think that's a really important part that we sometimes forget about because you know the, the, the instrument was. I mean, if we were 150 years ago, we wouldn't be using music; we'd be teaching just from singing and that's and it. demonstrating. And yeah. and I think probably if you can use that method to to um, learn tunes, then then you can definitely get the music out of them better and you can memorise them better. They are, that's interesting. Because it brings me on to what I wanted to talk to you about, actually, from my own perspective, is practice. I've got pretty limited time, and I'm sure a lot of folks listening to the show are the same, and you've been famously quoted a number of times talking about focused practice, not the quantity yeah. of it, playing for hours and hours and hours, but if you can do 10, 20 minutes where you're really concentrating, is that still the case? Well, are you still a, a fan of that idea? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not what would be called a long practicer <laughs> in terms of like I don't play my pipes for hours or chanter for hours. But yeah. as you, I mean, it's nice to know that <laughs> people have quoted me on that. But yes, I think that quality is always better than, than quantity. Um, my dad was a great believer in, in, in you know, just you know, playing with focus and uh, so was my Uncle Ronald and, and they, he would always say if you're just going to play and just play through tunes, just yeah. don't even bother. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like play with focus and, and with some sort of um, concentration on what you want to do. So, yeah, I mean, even when I, when I do my practice now, as soon as the pipes are on the shoulder, I'm switched on, even if I'm just playing a warm-up set of three, four matches or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to make them the best they can be, you know. It's it's almost almost as well. I, I just want to get to that standard right from the start, you know. It doesn't always happen that way, but if you're trying, if it 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 helps me focus when I'm up up in the boards as well. I think just being so in the moment. So if I practice for whether it's ten, fifteen minutes or forty five minutes, I try to be so focused what I do, yeah. and. And do the whole practice with purpose. So I've, I've got a plan before I've even got the pipes in the shoulder. I know what I'm going to do in that practice session. So if I'm going to be doing master spades and reels or pebrooks or a bit of both, I know exactly what ones I'm going to do and exactly how many times I'm going to play them. So yeah. it, it's just like there's a plan. You know, it's not always written down, but it's a plan. You know. Yeah, you know a way forward, and you're not just like phoning it in that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know many players out there, and I'm going to throw all my mates under the bus who would do their practice sitting watching the TV. You know, they have the TV on and they're playing away of the sticks and the chatter, <laughs> and they're not really focusing on what they're doing. So I think that's sound advice there, Wally, for sure. Yeah. Thanks. So I have to say, well, you're now going to be busy in preparation. In a few days, you're going to be treading the boards, like you say. Yeah. Can I ask then, how many appearances is this for you now at the championships? Um, well, I think this would be my possibly the thirty second one. I think that's what it is. Uh, that's incredible. So it's, been, 
It's been a it's been a few right enough. So <laughs> <laughs> you've won it quite a few times as well. <laughs> so can I ask then? Does I know this is kind of a, a weird question, but does it ever get old? You know that that first t- experience with you walking through the doors is bound to stick with you as an experience you'll never forget. But even this weekend, stepping through the doors of Blair Castle, is it still going to be that wow moment for you? Uh, I know it will be. It's a it's a special place to play. It's a big event. Um, I I remember the first time I ever went to the event as a spectator, as a as a teenager, and just being in the hall. Um, I was there with my father and and play major Ronnie McCallum, mm-hmm. um, and whose grandson at the moment is the holder of the competition, Stuart Liddell. And I sat and listened to all these great players like um, Pie Major Angus MacDonald and uh, John Burgess, uh, Ian McFadgen and people like that. And it was like just a special moment. Of course, my uncle Hugh McCallum was playing. Um, so some great players there and uh, just, you know, the best of the best. And, and I remember saying to my dad, I'd love to play here someday. So... It was it was nice to get the chance, and I always remembered how chuffed I was when I got the invite the first time, and uh, that was special. Um, but I know that every time I go up, I think, well, this might this might be the last time I play in here, so try and enjoy it and try and play well, you know. I see. Yeah. Well, hopefully, it won't be many more to come for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we need to get into the whole geekiness and the nerdiness of this. We have a lot of pipers listening right now, and they'll be fascinated in your process of preparation. Now, the Glenfiddich is not an easy championship to prepare for because you have two performances here with a whole range of tunes. So how many Peabrook is it and how many Marchester Spay and Reels you need to select here? Right, well, it's um, six Peabrooks of your own choice and six Marchester Spays and Reels. And you play... The March of Spain reel twice through the same tune twice. Right, yeah, right. So it's not just a simple case of doing what you would do in your band. It's <laughs> it's twice through for each. That's a it's, serious amount of concentration yeah. involved in that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it it's a uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. I think mm. um, some of the competitions when it's a double MSR, it's two tunes of each. Um, but I find the the twice through is a bigger test. I, I don't know why it is, but it just seems that way. So I do prepare for that um, quite quite rigorously, I think. Um, it was Captain John McClellan that told me I should practice three times through each March. Um, right. being, you know, yeah. um, I couldn't do that every day because there's not enough hours in the day to do that. <laughs> but I do have, I do have that um, as part of... Well, once I go off the the Zoom call uh, from yourself, uh, I'll be doing three of each three times through the, uh, today, and the other three three times through tomorrow. That's my that's my usual routine the weekend before, um, and it's just building that building that practice up. You know, I'll not be doing the Peabrooks three times through. I think that would be extreme. You know, if I get through them once each, I'll be happy over the weekend. You know. Yeah, that's it. And if anything, from from a memorization point of view as well, like you said, even when the instrument's not on your hand or the pipe's on the shoulder, you're singing through them and you're always kind of going through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
And then as far as tune selection goes, you submit all of your tunes and you don't actually find out what you're supposed to play until the Friday night before. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night, um, six o'clock, I think it is. We're getting the email. So (laughs) it doesn't give you long, you know, even that adds a bit of extra pressure. Too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think most of the people that are playing, and I think I would include them all in it, have done this kind of MSR before mm. uh, at the championship itself. So they kind of know what's involved, and probably then mentally they're able to handle it quite well. Um, I remember the first time I did a first, a twice through um, March of Spain real, and I remember it well. It was the mod in Edinburgh in nineteen eighty six. It's it's etched in my mind because I thought I thought I knew what I was doing. Oh, no. <laughs> and when I got up there to play twice through, I realised I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. Oh, so man. so it was always one of these uh, learning curves, you know. And I think probably it took me quite a few double MSRs to, to get really get the, my head round yeah. it. Get into the whole swing of it, really. Yeah, yeah. So can I ask you then about your actual equipment? Uh, I remember speaking to, I think it was Bruce Gandhi on the show before, he talks about when he goes over, he actually takes like three chanters with him and he would try to get all three of them going and then on the Saturday he would lift one that he's happy with. As far as yourself and equipment and all the rest, what was your setup then, Molly, for this weekend? Uh, well, it'll be um, the set of pipes I've had, I've played since I was 11 and it's a set of Hendersons from the 1890s and yeah. they've been in the family for a, a, a long, long time. Uh, since I think the 1930s, wow. um, yeah. and um, they were uh, they were played by my uncle Ronald, who was my main teacher when I was growing up, and uh, I I was passed them on uh, by him. So my grandfather bought them all all these years ago. So so I'll be playing them. I've always played them almost exclusively in in the UK competitions. Um, so yeah, I play them um, and uh, I play a, a, a McCallum MC Square Chanter, which was designed by myself. Yeah. At the moment, I'm playing, still playing the very first one I got, um, but I have three on the go, which, which I might one of them would be a backup, but the main one, the main one is uh, at the moment is the, is the original one I played. Um, so I, I enjoy it. I just I just like what I'm getting out of that at the moment. So that's the one I'll, I'll probably play on on Saturday, and then I play a I play a synthetic bag, which is a a, a Bannatine um, hide yeah, a hybrid nice. bag, and uh, just to keep my drones dry, I use the dry flow uh, drone tubes, yeah. and that that just guarantees that if um, if there's a moisture issue, it's not going to affect the steadiness. No. <laughs> uh, and then I play a, a Donald McPhee chant to read. I've been using Donald's reads for yeah. more than 20 years, probably about 25 years now. So it's um, served, served me pretty well. And uh, my drone reads are uh, easy drone reads. Yeah, very popular choice, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of folks listening to the pod right now will actually be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, a lot of people are using that these systems maybe anyway so but yeah I mean it suits me it does you know I think it's all individual you know every, everybody's setup is so different and we all blow differently and we blow different amounts of moisture into the pipe so it's, it's a battle just to get the right setup you know oh, for sure and then even the venue itself we've been told about the conditions from the tuning room 
up that hallway onto the stage. There's differences in temperature and things, and a lot of things you have to consider there, Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that's just the experience thing. I think that can be the, the case at any competition. Um, yeah. If you get an early morning draw, if the heating... If it's a cold day outside, the heating's not come up maybe so much, so you have to be kind of just careful with that um, if it's a bit cooler. But but by the end of the afternoon, it's almost like the other way around. And it, you walk in and you can just you can just feel the heat and you can feel the moisture and you can feel the electricity in the air if you're on late in the match of Spain Rail. So. You've got both both ends of the of the, the thing there, really, you know. That's it. So can I ask then, what's it like backstage? Because us watching it at home, or for those of us who've been there, we only get to see what happens on stage and in the main hall. But backstage, is it frantic with people running about, or is it very calm and relaxed? What's it like? It's pretty. It's pretty calm, I would say. All the all the all the, the people who are playing in it are pretty much. Uh, Knowing each other and really good friends, you know, so we're all kind of willing each other to play well, you know, and obviously we want to play well ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a very sporting um, thing. I, I find the piping world. I think um, I'm, I'm good friends with all the, the people who are playing it and playing against, and uh, you know, you just want everyone to play well and then see what what happens, really, you know. So because we're all in the same boat, really, but uh, it's pretty relaxed, you know. There's a lot of pacing up and down, right enough, I have to say. You know. There's, there's carpets worn out in an afternoon, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you're just trying to kind of keep yourself from getting too nervous. I think I think that's it. Uh, we're all nervous. I mean, uh, doing it for this long, you would think you would get better at that, but the nerves are still play a part. So you, you like a little nerves, but you, you just don't want to be completely consumed by them, you know. Oh, that's it. And I think people have come on the show before, you know, performing at world championships and says that you need that edge. Like the, the nervousness kind of gives you an edge of concentration there, I suppose. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, Ollie, what's it like then on stage? Whenever you have them on your shoulder, you're going, you're tuning up, getting ready. What's it like up there with, you know, being on that stage? <laughs> um. I think probably the worst bit is just you getting tuned up and ready to actually start your performance. I think you walk in and you and you just I suppose you just get yourself into a bubble of concentration and uh, and uh, just you know you just know you're going to have to get on with it. You know the 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 the, the hour cometh. You know and uh, I, I think I think yeah I think you just you, you kind of get yourself into a, a state where you you want to be ready to play. So it's just most of it most of the thing is that rather than tuning the instrument. Although you obviously have to get your drones in the right place for for starting the performance. But uh, yeah, it's, it's an every place. Uh, and and I think probably you don't want to take note of too many things that are around you because there's a lot of yeah, a lot that's of things it. At that stage, you know, there's a Neil Gow's fiddle and there's a portrait and there's a big bull's head at the back and yeah. there's a piano with a with a trophy on it and all that and you're just trying to just trying to just play in a bubble that you don't see anything, you know. Because <laughs> uh, that's so, so much up there to distract you. And, you know, us as viewers, we can go look, watch it and go, oh, look at that, and that's cool, look at that. I'm sure as a player, it's bound to catch your eye, you know. They are, I suppose, yeah. I mean, and, and again, it's maybe like having done it a few times, you, you hope 
you know where everything is. You just don't, yeah. you just hope nobody's moved anything, you know. <laughs> uh, but I suppose, I suppose we'll all be just kind of concentrating when practicing this week and imagining yourself up there. I think that visualization helps you during the week just to to make it kind of normal when you get up there. Certainly, yeah, and picturing yourself there, indeed. Now that'd be invaluable for sure. Uh, so when it's all over and you've played your set and your work for the day is done, we've heard some famous stories about the Cayley that happens afterwards. Uh, can you tell us? I know some things that happen in the Cayley stay in the Cayley, but is it as good crack as everyone says it is? Um, it is, actually. Aye. It's not as maybe not as late as it, it was in earlier times. I can remember some, um, some nights where... People were maybe just going from the bar to get their breakfast and go to bed. Um, but uh, and, I, and I can't mention any names. But yeah, there have been a few late nights uh, for sure. Uh, it's a bit more sensible now. Um, I would I would say uh, definitely. But uh, no, it's some great crack. And uh, sometimes I sometimes I feel you just so drained by it. You know when you get down the road because it's it's a huge kind of emotional thing to play up there and the nerves and all that you just sometimes you just want to go and have a lie down for an hour before you do anything you know? so but it's a good night to, to let off some steam and it's great to catch up with people some people you haven't seen for ages so the Kelly's great um and uh, uh yeah we can, you can have a laugh with your friends you know it and uh, yeah if any if anyone wants to get tickets for that i think they are still available so yeah that definitely to be experienced so i have to say for everyone who wants to watch while i do the business this weekend tickets are available now through the national piping center's website you can go grab your tickets for the live stream i think it's 15 quid and then even if you don't happen to watch it live you can watch it up to seven days after the original broadcast so absolutely brilliant yeah so well, I've got a number of Big Rab Show staples I have to ask you before I let you go. Okay. Um, but first of all, I want to find out about the man behind, you know, the piping, if you know what I mean. Have, yeah. you, any, have you any interests outside of piping? Uh, a few, yeah. Um, I suppose um, I suppose most people know that uh, football is a big passion for me. So yeah. um, I'm, a, I'm a season ticket holder at, at the, the Rangers, of course. So um, that's um, that's uh, that's a big passion in life. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's one of these things that you you grow up. I, I played a lot of football when I was young, and uh, that was my team. So yeah, I'm, I'm there. Quite regularly, so um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big thing, and I suppose just like just um, I'm kind of a bit of a TV addict as well. So uh, yeah. anything, anything, and everything, you know, and and it's been invaluable over the COVID lockdown. So I think right. I think people, most people, have consumed a lot of Netflix and Amazon Prime over that time and yeah. watched things they'd never thought they would watch. You know. <laughs> Oh, for sure, yeah. I find myself watching superhero movies and all sorts. It's been crazy. Um, so, obviously, well, I hope you don't mind me saying, but a lot of folks would look to you as an inspirational figure in the piping scene, saying that they would love to be able to play like you. Can I ask then, who inspires you? Is there anyone you look to and thinking, you know, I love their playing? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's very nice that people think that way, and, and, and I'm... I'm so, um, flattered by that because it, it, it doesn't seem like that. I just, they always, 
I suppose as a pirate, you just do what you do. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of heroes growing up um, when I was little. I was very fortunate in Campbelltown when I, the, the entire piping society um, had a lot of great recitalists came to Campbelltown to play. So um, believe it or not, um, when I was a young boy, I, I heard uh, Donald McLeod and Donald McPherson, wow. John Burgess, yeah. Hugh McCallum, Ian McFadgen, John McFadgen, I mean the list is John McDougall, just the great, great players, um, yeah. and and so that was every one of them was was a hero to me, and and when I when I kind of got a bit older and went to competitions, just even to listen to the to the sort of big guys, um, I, I I really liked listening to Angus McDonald and Ian Morrison. Mm-hmm. And John Wilson, I think they're all great players, you know. And so he kind of, he kind of, kind of aspire to be, you know, in that kind of uh, group of great players. That was that was the one thing. And when when I when I went from the junior piping into the senior piping, I was amazed at the standard of these guys because you were seeing them up close because you were competing against them. Um, yeah. Because there was no graded competition, so you went to Highland Games and it was you were up against the best of the best, which was great, you know, because you saw them and you looked at them and you said, you know, how good is he? You know, I used to watch Murray Henderson, a great player and a great friend, just magic player, you know, just and and very musical. Um, I suppose amongst my contemporaries, I would I would say that Roddy McLeod, uh, as well as being a great friend. You know his his instrument and his playing is 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 great to listen to. So you take you take a lot of the things that these people do, and 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 uh, I I think you you just try to kind of you know add to your game by learning of them. You know. There you go. Now that's a fantastic answer. Yeah. So can I ask as well? Now we've asked this of many in the top flight, you know, in the band scene, but I want to ask folk in the solo scene. Have you ever played what you would describe as being the perfect set? Has there ever been a moment where you thought that was flawless? It's very rare that you, there's always something that annoys you. <laughs> you know, you come off, even when you think you played well, you, you know, you might say, well, I don't know if I get that Dublin, one Dublin out of a, or whatever, you know. Um, there's a couple of times where I've come off and, and been really happy, but, you know, these things are, if you get one in a whole season, you're lucky, you know. And you um, I, I suppose, um, yeah, there's been no Peebrook here and there, you know, playing playing big tunes, and you get and you go like that. All went to plan, but yeah, it's, yeah. there's not been many, really. You would say. Um, I think last year was a really hard uh, one. I, I thought when I finished my match to Spain, really, I was really happy with it because. It'd been a really hard year, you know, not yeah. not having any play at, and all of a sudden you're at the biggest competition in the world, <laughs> yeah. um, um, and trying to get up to a level. So I, I, I suppose that was really satisfying because I worked like like nobody's business to get uh, to where yeah. I where I got on the day, you know, and and even the week before I wasn't sure I was going to be able to 
do that, you know. So I suppose that one was was one of them I would remember for that reason. You, know? you are fantastic. So we're always striving for perfection. I think that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, yeah. So, well, I, I'm going to leave you now with a couple of questions um, that we always okay. ask every guest that comes on. So unfortunately, you're not going to avoid it. Um, is there any one particular moment throughout all of your career in piping that stands out to yourself as its most memorable? Now, this could be for a good reason or a bad reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I suppose you try to forget the bad ones. Um, there's, there's, been, there's been plenty of them as well. Um, I, I suppose um, it's very, very difficult to, to think of it, but I, I suppose... And it relates maybe to the Glen Fiddich that um, the first time I won the competition, um, yeah. it, it was, I mean, I went up to the competition to um, just to take part, you know, um, it was maybe, I think it was maybe the third or fourth time I'd played in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, I just thought, like, I, I suppose I, when I won it, I thought, it's no right to win this, you're not ready to do that yet. You know, it's a funny... <laughs> Funny feeling, but it was a it was one of these weeks that um, it was a very kind of uh, poetic thing because uh, my mother had taken not well and she'd been in hospital just before it and uh, and so her and my dad weren't able to go. So um, I suppose that sticks out because I remember going down down the road on the Sunday and going straight to the hospital with a trophy. Um, Wow. And it was quite an emotional moment, you know. Yeah, oh, for sure. So even when I think about it now, it's it's kind of mm. it's kind of nice, you know. So they're they're fate just to see their faces, you know. That's it. And so that, that kind of stands out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. That was a fantastic answer. Yeah. So I don't know how do I go from there. I need to ask you <laughs> the, the big question that we ask every guest. So, Wally McCallum, what's your favourite cheese? My favourite cheese. Oh, that's a good one. I suppose. I suppose. Um, Stilton. There you go. Oh, Stilton. You can't beat a good Stilton now. Aye. Ah, uh, uh, there you go. There you are. Good answer. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I have to say, I wish you the very best of luck this upcoming weekend. We'll all be watching, I'm sure, during over the live stream and such. And again, just to remind folks, if you do want to grab tickets for it, go to the Pipe and Centre's website. They are available up there. Uh, it's 15 quid and cheap at twice the price, honestly. So this is going to be a fantastic event. So have you any parting words of wisdom, Wally, before we say our cheerios? Or? Uh, well, I've really enjoyed the interview and uh, uh, thanks for having me on, Rob. Um, I think probably, no, I think um, I think people should just like love piping and enjoy it, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyone, who's, anyone who knows me would say just practice until you, you get better, you know. It, it kind of works, you know. It's <laughs> a funny thing, you know. You, you practice a bit more, you get better. So um, that's it. I know it's the old cliche, but practice makes perfect. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And hopefully we'll chat to you again sometime. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much. Wow. There you have it. Quite an incredible interview uh, with Wally McCallum. And, oh, an absolute honour to have him on the show. I, I st- I'm still pinching myself. Uh, I, yeah, sometimes I'm kind of thinking, did I dream that? Did it actually happen? <laughs> but yes, and honestly, some very sound advice from the man. And it, again, just love piping. And when you practice more, you get better. It's as simple as that. <laughs> 
Absolutely fantastic. And a huge, huge thank you to Willie McCallum for taking time to chat to us, especially when he was so incredibly busy. Uh, Like I said, we recorded that last week uh, as he was in the middle of preparations for this upcoming Glenfiddich Championship. So thank you, Willie, for taking time out to chat to us. And, uh, yeah, we wish you every success this upcoming weekend. Have a good one. Now, if you are interested in finding out how Willie McCallum will do this upcoming weekend at the Glymphitic, then, like I said before, go along to the National Piping Centre's website and grab your tickets for it. Full instructions are up there now of how you can grab your tickets, how you can get logged in and everything, and watch the live stream online if you don't want to be there in person, or maybe you can't be there in person for whatever reason. So, yes, I know myself, personally, I have my tickets bought and all. I bought them as soon as they were announced. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the seven-day the seven day replay option. That hasn't been there before. And uh, the ability to actually watch it the following day or the day after and re-listen to it again that is going to be fantastic i'm really looking forward to that so there you go Uh, so go and grab tickets for it and avoid disappointment so guys that's it for another big rap show podcast i really hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode it was quite a pleasure to put together and quite an honor if i can say uh to chat to willie mccallum um i was again starstruck <laughs> a little bit blown away uh but it was absolutely brilliant to get catching up with the man himself and uh, get his opinions on things if you guys liked this week's episode then we would ask you to please share it with your friends let them know what we're doing here on the big rap show and uh yeah just a wee share or even word of mouth just tell your mates and hi did you hear this week's episode it was quite good that kind of thing believe it or not it really does help and if you're listening to us on itunes or spotify or anything like that consider giving us a re-review all of that sort of stuff really does help and of course if you would like to help support the show then please do head along to patreon of course the big rap show like every other podcast has a patreon and consider clicking on support where you will have already had early access to this interview in fact you would have already had early access to the video interview hmm so there you are, and you will have uh, exclusive access to other upcoming episodes and interviews and performances and episodes of Big Rab Show Plus and our Fuse FM Ballot Money catch-up and stuff. There's loads up there on Patreon. Please do consider being part of the Patreon faithful, and uh, yeah, we would definitely love your support. Indeed. Well, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Glenfiddich Championship is this weekend. And, yeah, I'll be all over that. I will be glued to my screen watching every single note being played. And I'm sure you guys will be too. And, uh, yeah, we hope to join you in the chat box. Because there is there's always a wee chat function along, which is a lot of fun. Anyway, we hope to see you there at the Glenfiddich live stream. Or if you're going there in person, then we're insanely jealous. And we hope you have the best time. And, uh, yeah, we will catch up with you again next week as we have another quite interesting episode to bring you next week. That's all I'm going to say because I'm always notorious for letting the cat out of the bag. But next week's pod's going to be quite a good one. (sighs) Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, I'll catch you all next week. Uh, for yet more piping goodness like we do here each and every Wednesday on the Big Rab Show podcast. So until next week, guys, we'll see you then. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. 
Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>